Welcome to Books and Spirits. And my name's Emma. And I'm Hannah. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the pub. Or welcome to new listeners. If this is your first time listening to us. I'm Hannah. I already said that. I'm Emma, and I already said that. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to our podcast. Beautiful. Where we review, where we review books, but we also drink alcohol whilst doing it. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to do it the only way to read a book the only way to talk about a book yeah true for anyone who does not know us and i'm not sure if we ever disclosed this to any of our listeners before emma and i have been best friends since we were in what middle school yeah eighth grade holy shit that was like forever that was eight years ago almost 10 years ago yeah wow we've been friends a long long time yeah and we both ain't much that we don't know about we both grew up on wattpad Oh yeah, that that definitely and, shaped our reading history. That's for sure. Yeah, and we read we read books. Mm-hmm. We got really into books, and mm-hmm. um, we shout would, out COVID for giving me nothing else to do. With true, my life. and we would read books, and then we would hang out and get dinner and talk about them. And we were like, you know what? Why don't we just like record it? <laughs> it can be goofy, silly sometimes. I feel like people want to hear us, and we we Eat both... all twenty of you, <laughs> <laughs> all twenty. Three? No, I'm kidding. I don't know how many listeners we have. But yeah, so that's a little history in case you guys are new here. And we're called Books and Spirits because as we do our little book reviews here, we have a spirit of choice. We do. So let's get right into it for yeah. this week. This week we are reviewing and discussing what while we're recording this, it's fairly new. Just came out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It is Bad Luck Charm by Julie Johnson. Very much fall vibes, fall vibes, witchy, spooky vibes, set, set in Salem, Massachusetts. Right up my alley. Oh, yeah. I, as soon as I read, I started, I found this on Book Talk. As soon as I started it, I was like, oh, yeah, podcast, Hannah, immediately. I'm a witchy bitch. You know that TikTok's on where it's like, they're like banging the credit card against the counter. <laughs> Take my money. Take it. That was this one for me. Yeah, this was so good. Mm-hmm. So we also. Hannah did a recent trip to like Nashville, Knoxville, Gatlinburg. Yeah, that type of area. Mm-hmm. And she picked up a whole bunch of wine and alcohol, everything under the sun. And we came back with it alcohol. Was a whole suitcase. She showed it all to me, and I was like, Hannah, where did you fit all of this? Whole suitcase full of alcohol. We don't know where. <laughs> just it. came back up here. <laughs> it just showed up on our doorstep. I don't know. Love don't ask it. how much money I spent because I don't want to talk about it. It's fine. You don't have to. I don't want to talk about it. But it's delicious because for our to pair with our spooky book, we chose a. Okay, it is from Tennessee Homemade Wines. I'm not sure it was a big thing in Tennessee, but it's called Tennessee Homemade Wines, um, and it's their original apple table wine. It's delicious. It's very sweet. I love a good sweet wine, you though. You can't tell if it's apple cider or wine. No. And that's the kicker. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I'm going to be having real fun after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessed. We're acting like we're not already back at school. We're I know, just right? Like, like, we have things to do. No, I know. Fine. We're just getting drunk for reading books. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyways, so uh, what would you rate this book out of five stars? i give it like a, a four. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I would give it a four as well. Yeah. I thought it was Maybe very even good. like a 4.2. Yeah. I don't normally like the in-betweens, but like I feel like this one yeah. warrants like a 4.2, 4.3. Not quite a 4.5. No. But it's pretty darn good. It's pretty damn good. I think the reason why I don't go over four stars is because like I need to cry and I didn't cry reading this. Uh, I don't feel that way, but I also... Or like f- I need to feel like a, an emotional, emotional like... 
distress or like an emotional really I feel reaction. like I did though. Well, no. I texted Emma about this when I started reading it because I was like, oh my God, this book is so good. I was like 10 pages. I was like 100 pages in. And I'm like, oh my God, the book is so good. And like I was my like, heart you know, it's beating so fast. No, it wasn't that. It was like, do you know when oh. you read an interaction between two characters in a book and you like, you don't get flustered, but like, I don't know what the fuck that noise was. But when you're reading a book and you don't get, yeah, like I said, you don't get flustered, but you get like, your stomach gets like butterflies. Yeah, you said And you, you feel like you might like feeling. puke your shit. I don't know. But that's <laughs> how I felt. I don't know if mine's ever been that intense. Like you feel a little giddiness. Yes. That is my, if you can make me feel that while I'm reading a book, like you, I, I feel like for my, in my opinion, you automatically get a five or uh, four stars for me. Yeah. Because that means that one, You've had a decent amount of character development to make me invested in them. Two, the plot has kept the plot has kept me engaged this entire time, which I'm a Kindle Unlimited galley sometimes. And this one's not Kindle Unlimited, but I'm saying I've read I've read a lot of romance, and sometimes the romance plots can get redundant. So one, character development. Two, plot. Three, style of writing and like style of writing. Involvement of the reader. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, if all three of those are on par, you're getting me a fluttery feeling in my stomach. You're making my heart feel like it's like squeezing because I'm so obsessed with everything that's happening. <laughs> four. Automatic four. It's great. And then I guess maybe the crying would get me to f- – no, because Akatar I gave a five and I didn't cry. You didn't cry during Akatar. Well, yeah, I did. But it wasn't like mm, – I don't know. Maybe I do need to cry for me to give it a five. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll I'm review saying. that later. Anyways. Bad luck charm. 4.2 out of 5. 100% recommend. Oh my god, please read it. It's please. so good. It's so good. It's like non-reader, reader alike, read this book. It was so for it being like five, like almost 500 pages, worth it. It did not feel like 500 pages Mm-mm. of writing. I think there was only one part where I was like, all right, we can get moving here. Yeah. But it, it was super funky. small, super short, and it's 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 a solid. I think my phone told me it was five hundred pages. Is that correct? Uh, and yeah, your, I think like four ninety something. One. Yeah, yeah, I, I like bought the physical copy. Hannah has the physical one. I have the yeah four ninety. Yeah. So it's 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 not small, but no. it's a good one. When I saw it came in the mail, I was like, "Holy crap!" She did. She texted me. She's like, "You did not warn me how big this was," but I didn't even feel the need to because I didn't feel like it was that long. That's no, how good it, it was. I just kept going, yeah. and I was like, "Damn!" I'm like, "Oh my god, am I even that far in?" Perfect. I, I we were that's so funny too because we were just talking about that not on the microphones um, before we started the podcast. Was I? I'm currently reading a book, and I was so excited. I was so sad to have to come to record the podcast just because I'm so obsessed with the book that I'm at. But I was so excited because when I checked my progress, I was only at like 33%. So I was like, oh, good. I still have so much more book to go. So we were just talking about how I love when that happens. It's a great feeling. Yeah, because if I still have that much to go, but I'm so excited that I have that much to go, that means it's a great book because that means you've already already like drawn me in so much and I'm so invested. But I still have a good chunk of the book for like development and plot thickening and all the things because – if I'm like fine, I feel like when the climax happens and I'm at like ninety percent, not even so much the climax, but just like a really good part where I'm like, oh yeah, I fuck with that, mm-hmm. and I look at my progress and I'm at like ninety percent, I'm like, ah, like it's over, it's over, okay, and like enough. I'm just not like yeah. just getting into it because I've obviously gotten that far, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. 
It was We've such a good book. We've gotten away from this book, but this book is so such good. Such a good book. Totally recommend. Yeah, if you haven't read it yet, please stop here because we're getting to the spoiler zone. Um, but 10 out of 10 recommend this book. Absolutely. It was so good. Go give Julie Johnson some love. Mm-hmm. Um, the second book of the series is coming mm-hmm. out winter of 2023. I did not check. She's putting them back back to but we might back. have to oh for give that sure. one a go for check that one out come sure. christmas time we, sh- we will okay so go give it a read if not we're gonna get into it yeah so come back here mm-hmm. this is a murder mystery romance book yes as we so love and breathe um <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, so 10 years old, we meet Gwendolyn Good, comes from a very rough mother, doesn't know her father, just really bad childhood, probably should should have realistically been in foster care for oh, her sure. life. For sure. um, she spends her summers with her aunt, Sam. She spends it with her aunt. Her aunt lives in Salem, Massachusetts. She owns a witchy uh, store as one would in Salem. And this is where Gwendolyn spends her summers. This is her escape. She loves her aunt dearly. Um, This is her favorite time of her life. I think it was Colette. Oh, yeah, Aunt Colette. That sounds right. Um, When she's, she's riding her bike to the beach one day, and she spots a super cute lifeguard. She's 10. He's 15. But she... Or was she 11? No, she was 10. She was 10? She automatically falls in love with this boy. Like, she's like, little girl crush to the max. Rides her bike to the beach every day to pretend to pick up seashells just so she can stare at him all day long. It's giving that energy when there's a cute life girl on the beach and you're 10 and you're doing cartwheels to impress them. Oh, yeah. Same energy. So cringy. (laughs) So cringy. But she's like, like, fully obsessed with this guy. Then... Was it the same summer that the... Seizure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then one day, she's like in the water, splashing around, and she feels something like att- attack her foot, leg, yeah. foot? foot, ankle, foot, whatever. Ankle, whatever. I don't know. Soul of her foot? Something like I that. I don't know. A sea- she got attacked by a sea urchin, basically, and she was like <laughs> in a crap ton of pain, and here comes a cute lifeguard rescue boy coming to help her, and he can tell she's in so much pain, but... Um, because of her past and because of everything going on and how she's crushing him. She's trying to hold it in. And she's holding it together pretty well. And he calls her Firecracker. She's a redhead. Because she's a redhead. So he calls her Firecracker. That's like his little pet name for her at 15 years old. And like he saves the day. He helps her out, does the whole first aid shindig, calls her aunt. And that's kind of the last she sees of him for a couple years. Flash forward to around she's, she's like fourteen. Yeah, she yeah, she's fourteen, fifteen now, and yeah. he's like graduating high school, I think, like seventeen, eighteen. Because that's the age gap. Five years. Oh no, so college. Maybe she was thirteen and he was eighteen. Or he was going away for college. Yeah. So she was probably thirteen. Yeah. She's back in Salem for the summer, visiting. She goes to a diner to pick up some food. Or is she working? No, she's picking up food. Picking up pizza. Picking up pizza. And cute lifeguard. His name is Graham Graves. He's very popular in He's Salem. He's very popular. He is the lifeguard. He's like a football star. He's got all the girls on him. He's going away to school. He's going to be a hot shot. And she kind of like embarrasses herself because she's like staring at him and she doesn't hear her name being called. <laughs> and like all the girls that are like around the cute boy like notice and they like kind of make fun of her for it. And she's like super embarrassed. And he shows no recollection of like remembering her. 
Like he didn't say anything to her, blah, blah, blah. She like trips and falls. Like Max she's like a hot the, mess. The single bag of chips. Yeah. Like she's, she's just a hot mess. And then like he helps her pick up the mess and he like whispers to her. He's like, at least I don't have to like do first aid this time firecracker so she like knows that he remembers her i'm obsessed so like that happens not the fact that he's like 18 and she's 13 bro i'm already obsessed. i wish that was me uh, yeah i mean no that's so disgusting such a childhood but crush they, though they didn't but i like that she didn't portray it in a creepy way at that no. age like he was very much like it was just a very casual like he just called her firecracker because she had red hair and she had crazy emotions oh, and yeah. that was that flash forward to i don't know how old she was at this point much older i feel like she didn't come back for another 11 years. Yeah. It's 11, 11. 24. She's 24, yeah, so 11 years. She had just lost her Aunt Colette. Oh, she's 22 when 22. this happened. Okay, yeah. 22, nine years later. Um, she had just lost her aunt, who was her favorite person in her life. The aunt had left her the store, had left her her house, and Gwen was in a really dark place. She had not gone out in public much. She was Mm-mm. kind of hiding away, mm-hmm. and her friend dragged her out to hang out with her boy like Gwendolyn's friend dragged her out yeah like her and her boyfriend and like her boyfriend's friend what's his name Desmond Desmond what was the girl's name Brie no it was something like that but it wasn't Brie Flo Flo um Flo dragged Gwen out with like Desmond her boyfriend and then he she was like I have this really cute guy for you it's Desmond's friend he's best friend best 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 friend. friend he's really great dude um he's like a fixer or something, blah, blah, blah. And they walk into this bar and Gwen is still like in this deep hole, but she's like, all right, like I'm gonna give it a go. It's no one's fine. noticed her yet. No one's noticed her. Um, Lifeguard boy has his back to Gwen. And she realizes that that is Desmond's best friend that Flo is trying to set her up with. Once she realizes it's him, she also realizes he's totally talking crap about her. He's like ranting about how great I have to deal with one of these witchy, spooky people, another nut in this crazy town. And what are you trying to do to me? I don't want to have to do this. And like he turns around. Well, Flo notices Gwen. Flo notices. Yeah. Like, well, no, Desmond notices. Oh, what's Desmond? Gwen. I remember. Because Flo was still standing with Gwen. Yeah. And like that's when lifeguard boy Graham turns around and realizes that she had heard the whole thing. She had ran away. And now this starts like an epic feud between the two. She hates him. She Two years. him. Year, like years. Three years she's holding this grudge. And mind you, it's not like she's like bitchy towards him. Like it's not like she like talks to him at all. She actively avoids anything to do costs. with him. And like, they're both dating each other. Like their best friends are dating each other. Yeah. And they don't have anything to do with him. She does not. Want, if they're near a party, she goes on the opposite side of him. Yeah. Whenever Avoid someone brings him up in conversation, she changes the subject. So she knows nothing about this dude yeah she just yeah which i get i yeah. mean he talks shit yeah yeah this huge caution him when you were a kid yeah. it kind of like shatters your whole like yeah image of yeah yeah so i he basically started her love map and then he destroyed it when she was 22 yeah and here's the thing i i don't think she was overreacting no here's the thing if someone talks shit and you're and she's talking shit about your aunt that just passed away in that bad place and she's in that bad place i don't blame her no it's not like she was being rude to him she just wouldn't no was not associating with him yeah which i don't see anything wrong Mm -hmm. with that that's mature if anything rather than actively causing problems between you and your friends yeah she would just kind of blow it off not really talking like she never made it a big deal no it was fine so flash forward 
they have a situation that brings the two interconnected. I'll let Hannah explain that part. Okay, of it. so I'll give the background before I explain when Miss Gwendolyn's story reaches Graham's again. So, um, this is Salem, which is so basically during six yeah in a six months six month time gap, there are little animals being sacrificed in witchy ways. Bad witchy ways. Pagan ways. I'm kidding. I don't think pagans are bad. I don't really know much about witchy stuff. All I know is I read tarot cards. Anyway. So there's like a squirrel. No. A cat. A squirrel? Question mark? I don't know. I don't remember. A goat? No. Yeah. Yeah. A goat. A pig? No. Yes. Okay. Mm. A pig. A cat. But they're just killing these animals in a really satanic way. Yeah, there's like pentagrams and symbols and they kind of butcher the animals and lay the parts out in a specific manner. Yeah. So, and they're all around town at random areas. So, you know, Gwendolyn goes into work and she's just vibing. And then she has this really rude customer. And I love the start to this book. She has a so rude customer that comes in and he's like And she's like very much like. I don't give a fuck. She's like cheery, zen, like loves people type deal like that type of vibe and she don't give zero fuck she has to do what you do yeah anyway this guy comes in he's all pissy at her because he sold no, she sold she sold his wife a, <laughs> a spell <laughs> to stop cheaters and it's basically just um he can't he can't get hard it's like baking soda like something and like a little bit of itch powder is that all it was? They said what it was? Yeah, she said what it was. Oh my god, I totally missed that. And, and he couldn't get that it up That can affect him all. for months like that? No! Oh, oh so it it's totally like, just like voodoo stuff? Like mind, mind games? Maybe. I have no idea. But um, yeah, so he's like no, arguing. Didn't she say it was literally just like tap water? Yeah, but it had itching powder in it. Oh. It had itching powder in it. Because so I started dying. And she's like. Well, I should have, she, I should have sold the wife the other one, which was like a different, a little bit more aggressive one. And um, he gets really angry and he starts getting like aggressive. Yeah, he like goes to like wring out her neck. Yeah, and then guess who shows up? Mr. Graham Graves, she's lifeguard like, extraordinaire. And she's like, what the fuck is he doing here? Enemy number like, one. She wants nothing to do with this guy. She's she like, like, I had it. Yeah, she's like, I had it. And she, the guy's like, okay. And we're like, well, why is he here? Yeah. Turns out back to my murder plot yeah um he's like have you been like <laughs> in your back alley yeah like have you put anything in the dumpster today and she's like no we usually don't like we usually do it in the afternoon not yet and then he goes mm. can i show you something <laughs> and mm. she's like sure they go out there it's a fucking goat that was like torn apart in a pentagon with these like sayings on it that say like we shall rise again in like some weird language. She starts freaking out because she's like, what the oh hell? My gosh. And then this other cop shows up. Well, we don't know why Griffin's there. No. <laughs> we don't know. But this detective shows up. What the fuck? Caden, Caden Heitenhauer, or whatever that whole name is. Hightower. Hightower. There it is. Heitenhauer. <laughs> Eisenhower. Um, Guys, this is our second podcast of the night. So. And he's a silver fox. Sexy. I wonder how old he is. Anyway. So, and they're basically just fox. like talking to her about what happened. And they're like low key suspicious of her, but she's like, why would I? 
Yeah, so we'll she like ha- she like has so much information. She's like, oh, I know this, and I know this, and I know this. And she goes, just kind of staring at. And she her. goes, ooh, I just made myself a suspect, right? And they're like, yeah, we gotta take you down to the station. <laughs> you are getting arrested right now. Yeah, they didn't arrest her, but they take yeah, her down to the station, and they yeah, really chat with her. And they're both like, well, Caden is deaf flirting with her. Oh, 100%. The detective. And Graham is like pissed the yeah, fuck off. Yeah, he's not happy about it. Yeah, he's so because, pissed. Because, okay, back to the love story for a little bit. Okay, go for it. Um, uh, Graham just does like everything he can to like push her buttons and piss her off. And he's like very much like overprotective and like. We find out. I'm like kind of skipping ahead of here, but oh no, like, we can go wherever we want, I feel girl. Like we need it. He's secretly been in love with her this like whole time, which is the best thing ever. My favorite trope. Her? He falls my first and secretly favorite. like my wow. favorite trope. He it's knows. So good. He knows everything about her. He knows all her little quirks. He knows her favorite things. He knows her little habits. He knows her routine. He knows everything. And she knows nothing. She doesn't know because what the fuck she his job they, is. Well, yeah, she doesn't even know what she, he does for a living. Thought, she thought he was a... Oh, I just hit my, hit my chin on the mic. He, She thought he was a plumber. No, literally. Because Flo <laughs> said that he was a fixer. So she assumed he was like a contractor or something like that. No, he's a fixer for like the government. He's like a he's like a cop. He's basically like a PI. Yeah. Like yeah, a yeah, private yeah. investigator. Because he, he says because he can be in the gray areas, whereas cops are black and white. He gets to go into the gray. Ooh, so sexy so sexy <laughs> we love a great man like she knows nothing about the student i think that was hilarious i love how she literally gave zero fucks about him like no, she, she was just like well, and she thought it was mutual like she thought they both hated each other she thought like she was like no we both like just don't go anywhere near each other we both don't interact but no he's just been silently watching her and paying attention to every little thing about her while she's just been completely ignoring him for three years. Yeah, I feel like my favorite line was like <laughs> when she was like, I can't walk that fast. I'm wearing heels. He goes, well, you ran away from me at the 4th of July party in six-inch heels. <laughs> and I love that. Yes, sir. Yes, I did. You know, he notices all the guys she goes out with. Yeah, all the, yeah, all the guys she goes out with. and yeah. uh, so like, He knows everything about so her. So, like, as they're, like, working through this murder plot, like, she's getting to know him finally. And he's, like chipping down her walls and she's got she has got emotional barricades miles freaking high because of her trauma as a oh, child yeah like she doesn't let anyone get close to her besides Flo and Flo is like a childhood best friend mm-hmm. like no one really knows anything about Gwen besides Gwen and Flo yeah and, and, fi- yeah. and you find out Gwen was like at school to be like an interior designer she had like a nice nice job lined up in like New York City and that's when her aunt died and like she'd take over the house. The house is only decorated in her bedroom. Now the other house is like she's very much like not settled into yeah. this town. And she's been there for what two years at this point? Three. Three. Maybe four. Yeah. yeah. And she's not even settled in yet. So she's very like not putting her roots down. Like she's just so u- used to like a transient life with her mother mm-hmm. that she's like just very like she goes out with people and then doesn't let them get close. No. And then doesn't get upset when they break up with her. No, she don't get. She and don't it's care. funny because like he obviously sees this and calls her out on it, and she's like, "No, I don't do that." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you do." Proceeds to prove all the ways that she does it, and then proceeds to break down all said walls. Yeah, it's so attractive, and uh, the way it's he so flirts good. is so good too. Because he like he doesn't let her get away with it. He's mm-hmm. like, "I see what you're doing. I don't care. You cannot force me away. I know you feel what I feel too. And guess what? We're gonna work through this." Like. Ugh. A man who meets 
your issues head on instead of just he's kind of an asshole about it low-key yeah like he's kind of like he's not gentle with her at all no like he's very much like but you're I an think adult sometimes you need that well she needed that because Flo wasn't doing that for her Flo no. was trying Flo but it was wasn't giving working her too much grace sometimes you just kind of need not a slap in the face literally but like yeah i feel like one thing i want to talk about about their like weird feudy relationship before they like got together mm -hmm. was like when he would kiss her or like do stuff like that but he was doing it as like a punishment yeah and he said he wasn't like he would like kiss her and be like see this like, is your up or something yeah or to purposely prove a point yeah, and she would call him out on it and he'd be like no can't you see like essentially alluding to he had feelings for her yeah but i was like getting frustrated because i'm like i know it but you're literally doing it to punish her like yeah. you're literally doing it to prove a point and i hated that yeah that's fair he low-key gaslit her a little bit a little bit and i was getting frustrated because it happened like two times she I think. was gaslighting herself so much as well oh that, yeah like, he not the two wrongs make a right in real life but I think he kind of he needed to like shock her out of her ways almost and i feel like that was his way of doing that kind of to make her feel about you. and he's like i know you're about to freak out right now i know you're about to freak out after yeah. kissing me yeah and she would she would every time yeah and he worked through it with her he did i mean here's the thing we can't all be perfect right like he had so many green flags if that's his one red flag Night, like, <laughs> night. I guess we can. I guess we can look past that one. Yeah, that I mean, all right. we hold fictional men up to a different tier, so true. I feel like that's true, true. But so it's just really. Cute. But he wasn't doing anything out of malice. Like his whole oh, thing is no, protect, no, no, protect, no. protect. So he's trying to like, yeah, he was doing it out of the goodness of his heart. It just might not have been the way that we would have preferred, or how Gwen would have preferred. Well, she didn't get a say because she wasn't going about things in a healthy way. So. Teeth. you can't just hold everyone at arm's length you just can't live in a half lived in house your entire life it's no way to live you gotta no, set down not. some roots you gotta make a home for yourself you gotta make it your own she made the store like a home she, she made the did. store look she so did. nice yeah all right anyways all right so now let's talk about her barista hetty mm -hmm. she's a gothic queen mm -hmm. she has no reactions to anything in life no, she got like no freaking emotions no freaking emotions but she could quite literally do anything and hetty would just be like all right i'll do it bye yeah. <laughs> and she's like literally just gwen's right hand gal yeah yeah she was like her first employee because when gwen made a bunch of changes to the shop and it got super popular she needed more help and hetty was her go-to gal which relates to the murder plot <laughs> because hannah where were you at in the murder plot okay so oh, the animal sacrifices yeah so it's at the animal sacrifices and they're like you know we think we think that like one's in danger so that's why essentially graham is up her ass all the time because he's meant to like protect her or whatever with like yeah. his grave watch that's the name of his company yeah. grave watchers whatever it is which i'm obsessed with that's so cool. yeah so basically gwen goes to meet flo and all of them out in a bar <laughs> and these, she's just walking and these three cloaked figures come up to her and like roofie her with like dust knock her to the ground and drag her to a basement no literally and she like, wakes totally, she, totally she, yeah she wakes up in this basement with her hands tied and she sees people talking but she recognizes the one voice to be not your typical kidnapper conversations either <laughs> it's like wait should we have done it this way wait 
wait, I don't know if I agree to this. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> and then Gwen is like, Eliza, is that you? Because it's her it's fucking her elderly, elderly neighbor. neighbor. Like, what? <laughs> Grandma dragged her ass out of the road into a basement. And then they finally like unhood and it's like these three like old ladies. She called them what? Octa. How do you say it? Octogenarians. Octogenarians her in a basement. And basically, they explained that um, Gwen's aunt was the high priestess of their coven. And basically, there's this bad group. I forgot the name of the group. It starts with an H. Heretics or something like that. Harry and Yeah. Are basically trying to take power back over this coven. And they're going to do it by killing Gwen because she yeah. is in the bloodline of her aunt. Or even Goody. Like, if you, like, Mary, isn't Mary Goody from the Salem Witch Trials? Maybe. Her bloodline goes all the way back to them. Yeah. Anyway, not that this is, like, an actual witchy book. But, so they tell her to, like, sell the house. Yeah, sell they're the like, store, get out of town. Get sell the store, sell the house, peace out, babe. And she's like, you're fucking nuts. And then they leave her in this cold basement. They just go upstairs. Like, they disappear. Yeah, and it's funny, because, like, the book is, like, <laughs> it... Like, Gwendolyn's like, yeah, my stuff is a load of crap. Like, I'm not a true believer. But it also, like, hints at things actually being true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's Which like, I think I liked about it. Yeah. So, like, these these old ladies were, like, true believers, and they're part of a coven, and they're like, no, mm-hmm. you, like, you need to heed our warnings. Like, bad, evil people are coming after you. And she's like, babe, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. She and then they leave her in the basement. And she's cold and she's hungry. She's got yeah. tights on. She's got expensive tights on. And then guess who comes and saves her? Graham Graves. Woo-hoo! He's sexy coming down with his, oh his and gun. And he's so pissed. Ooh, and he's so pissed. He goes, who did this to you? And she's like, I have no idea. I didn't see anyone. Because <laughs> she's like, I don't want him to hurt the old lady. Yeah, because Graham was like, Because he had major touch her on all, and you'll die vibes. The whole book. So obsessed. Oh, that's so sexy. <laughs> and then basically he takes her out. And wait, he takes her to his house, right? Yeah. He's like, no, no, you're not going home. he take her home. to Flo's house? No, he takes her to his house. Is that where they kiss for the first time? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. But she, we find out that she has really bad insomnia. And she's yes. never been able to sl- sleep anywhere except her own bed. So he's like, no, you're staying here. And she's like, okay, that's fine. But. I will not sleep. He's like, no, you're exhausted. You'll sleep. She's like, no, you don't understand. I will not sleep. And he like, you can tell he kind of feels bad, but he also does not feel like she's safe at her own house. So he gives her an iPad to play with. Kindle. I know. So she can read. I know. Which is cute. cute. And he's like, all right, we'll discuss this in the morning. And then he passes out. And then like, you know, Flo shows up in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They show up with breakfast. Yeah. Because the oh my god, the breakfast sandwich when he took a bite out of her breakfast sandwich. They that kissed was cute. that night. They kissed that night. They I did kiss that they night. Did. They did. They definitely did. He did to prove a point. Was just too much. Yeah, and then she goes back to like hating him, but he's basically just watching her back. And then her like psychic lady like it's not popping up. So basically, oh she has god. yeah, she has Hetty. Yeah, there's like subplot beyond subplot in this book. Yeah, so she's got Hetty, who's her barista, and then she has this like psychic. Yeah, is it just like a contractor? No. It's she calls it an amniotic relationship. Am, <laughs> uh, what's the word? I'm not a stem person. Symbiotic, symbiotic relationship. relationship. Like an amoeba. Yeah, like amoebas. On a whale. Or something. Yeah, and basically this this psychic has not been showing up and this big guy corners um Gwen in the back of an alley is like, yo, where is she? She's like, I'm fucking know we have a symbiotic relationship. And anyway. the guy's like, huh? 
We find She's out- stealing from my mom. <laughs> yeah. We found out from Graham that this bitch <laughs> stole like a emerald jewel from Worth the like mafia's family. So much money. <laughs> like the Irish mob. She stole a jewel from the Irish mob. You don't best steal from plot, Irish people. Best subplot of the entire oh book. Oh my god. <laughs> and the talking parrot. Get out. Yeah. Get so basically... Out. Gwen figured out where she lived, showed up. Without Graham knowing. She, like, and with flow. Like, they did, like, a little, like, I love like, their relationship. Bond mission. <laughs> but they were, they were, that's so dumb. Like, that's, like, in the horror movies when they run into the haunted house. Yeah, it was, like, lighthearted. They're, like, uh, nothing happened. Like, they, you know, they were They're just, like, like oh, what could go wrong? Let's, let's do some digging. Yeah, so they show up to this, like, this psychic's house. She lets them in, and she's, like, you guys, like, get out. Like, she's get out. And she, like, wants to keep them hostage. <laughs> she literally does yeah and then and then then there's a mob shows up and then there's gunfire (laughs) these these dumb girls literally found themselves in the middle of a gunfight and they snuck out like what the back terrace or whatever the hell it is yeah and they snuck out and they're running to the car and there's these two guys that look the same and they're super confused they're just staring at them as as gwen's and her what was it firebird thunderbird yeah, a the teal, Thunderbird. A teal and she has to make like a twenty point turn to get out of the driveway. I was crying, staring yeah, at her. All the gunshots are going off. Like they literally could be getting shot and killed, and she's doing a twenty point turn because her car sucks so bad. Like, oh my god, Gwen, get your life together. So good. And they're like, we can't tell Graham, dude. Graham Dunn knew about it. Oh my god, those were his brothers that were staring at them. <laughs> his twin brothers. She's just so silly. So goofy. good. It was so good. And she's like, I don't see an issue with it. <laughs> it was fun. We did it for the. You know what she is? She is the one that's like, I did it for the plot. She's <laughs> she like, she just does it for the plot. She's that bitch. Okay. Okay. And so Graham's like, you have to be careful. Like, please be careful. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm fine. Um, she goes on a run. <laughs> yeah, I have the mob. And a random witch coven after me. Let me go on a run. Yeah. So she goes on this run. Dumb. And she's she goes, she stretches in a graveyard. <laughs> she's not a true true believer, but she's spooky like that. Yeah, she's spooky. She's a spooky bitch. She's in this graveyard and she sees this like person laying on It's like Halloween scene. Yeah. Laying on a It's a tombstone. A or a t- rock. An altar? No. No. I think it was either a tombstone or a rock. It was big enough to have a body laying on it. Yeah. She goes up to it. She's like, ah, ha, ha, it's a prank. It's Halloween time. She goes up. There's a fucking knife in this woman's chest. It's a whole ass And she's like, human. oh, my God. Like, she's, like, waiting for this person to go boo. Or, like, and then she's like, oh, my God, the blood looks so real. <laughs> she's just she's, so dumb. She's sometimes. so fucking I'm dumb. Like, when? And then it's a dead fin- body. You're she staring finally at a dead body. looks and, like, oh, my God, their lips are purple and her mouth is kind of open. Oh, my God. She's it's dead. Eliza. It's her neighbor. And yeah. she's dead. Yeah. And she, like, freaks the fuck out. Yep. She's freaked. She don't know what to do. No. She's, like, looking around all crazy. And then these people show up. And they're like, don't hurt her. Don't do it. I call the police. Yeah. <laughs> and then Caden shows up. And he's like, girl. I, like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> and Gwen just starts sobbing. Like, help me help you, babe. <laughs> yeah. Help me help you. Just, just go put yourself in the police car. <laughs> Don't make me arrest you. Anyway, she starts sobbing and he hugs her. He does. Comforting this ma- maniac job. Fucking Graham shows up and he's fucking... Take your hands off my woman right now. 
I know. She's mine. Puts her in the back of the car. And like. I'm sorry. I know it's such a red flag in real life, but I love possessive men in books. There's nothing better. I fucking eat that shit up. Mm. And he stuffs mm. her in like the back of the truck, takes her back to his place. Mm-hmm. And like makes out with her on like a table in his grave watcher's place. Oh, in the conference and the room. Fuck, yeah, and the fucking girl walks and the yeah. little fucking assistant. And he finally takes her up to like, or or whatever happens. Takes her up to the apartment, whatever. And they have a good old time up there. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I know we're skipping around the plot. I know no, there's I know. more that happens, but no, I'm just getting that. to the important parts. No, for sure. And I, I love the relationship because I feel like it's just him constantly proving, like, girl, I'm obsessed with you. And I'm never going to not be obsessed with you. Yes. So just let it happen. And Which, she's like, like freaks yeah. out. Oopsie. <laughs> Emma just dropped the mic. I did. And she just like. Broke the mic. <laughs> broke the mic. We're going to keep going. <laughs> it's still plugged in, right? Yeah. That's so funny. I'll fix it after. Um, yeah. And is this when they have sex? I don't even remember. I read this one. Hannah read this one fairly recently compared to me. I read this a while ago. The only thing hard about a big book like this is that there's so much that happens that's yeah. hard to place what with the plot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have sex at this point because she spends the night. Yeah, because no. Yeah, they have sex. But then she's like, take me home. Oh, yeah, because she wanted to sleep in her own bed. And he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, absolutely not. And but, but he did take her home. He did take her home. And he slept well no 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 so what happened was he took her home all pissed off did not talk to her drops her off the house Flo shows up right with like alcohol they get fucking trashed Trash. and she's walking up the stairs to go to bed it's like 1am like it's late yeah and she walks up the stairs to like oh yeah and then oh, she hears so the door unlock and she's like well the only person that has a key is Graham Graham has a key to her house just made himself a key <laughs> again such a red flag in real life, but so attractive in the book. It's so attractive in the book. Like, he does everything he can to protect her and to make sure that, like, she's taken care of. Oh, for sure. And he lets himself in. He brought a sleeping bag. Because mm. he knew that she needed her space to sleep, but he I wanted know. to make sure that she was safe. Yeah, and then he, like, walks up the stairs to meet her and, like, tells her to go to bed and, like, kisses her. He had been... He never left. Like, he, like, stayed in his no, car. yeah. He had been, like, on patrol, like, in front of her house. Yeah, and just waited for her. For Wade for Flo to leave. So cute. Love a man that respects girl time because, I mean, shoot. Yeah, we love that. This is what Emma and I girl time looks like. And his yeah, has no say in the matter. No, I think he's in his office right now. But are you sleeping? Who fucking knows? Anyway, so yeah, so that happens, and then he kind of like moves himself in. Yeah, basically. And they get like Loki serious. They she get was, like domesticated. It's cute. So like they like wake good. up and they like have their little morning routines and like he wakes up way earlier than she does and she'll find him just like working on her house and like mm-hmm. taking wallpaper down or building stuff and it's, it's so, so cute. Cuz he's just like inserting herself into her life, not in a creepy way, in a way that he knows that she wants it, she's just too afraid to ask for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's not at that point quite yet where she's like like fully ready to admit it to herself but he knows her so well where he's like yeah she's okay with this i'm gonna i'm gonna make this happen it was so good i like how like effortly like it just effortlessly like happened yeah like Like progressed yeah yeah and it was just so it was so like like i said it was just so good i fell in love with them as a couple and they like bantered so well like it was just like her being stubborn and him being like 
do it i dare you oh it was so good oh my god because she did it every time and oh, he's yeah. like you fucking it like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it was so good he's so sexy no, he is. anyway so then um she goes back to her little shop you know she's open you know hetty's there and you know d- detective like Caden shows up hightower shows up and he's like heavy questioning her wants to take her down to the station and then griffin's like fuck no you just switched up the names graham (gasps) oh my god i said griffin (laughs) guys ignore that that's a different book we covered graham's like no you don't who do you think you are yeah you don't show up yeah like you don't show up to her place of work and Badger her? No. What's yeah, the word? Badger her. Badger her. You don't show up at dinner. Bard her. And bard her. Like, no. You want to talk to her, you go down to the station, formal interview. Or you call me because you know. It was. Oh, and call one, my lawyer because the they represent her now. There was, one, there was, was like, such a good. Yeah, that scene was so good. You so know sorry. she's mine. You lost your chance. She's always been mine. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, she is, Graham Graves. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. So, anyway she's it's like you know before a halloween party graham's out of town because you know that crazy psychic bitch with the emerald whole other side plot we don't it's not really that important Mm -mm. and it's like before this like halloween party Mm -hmm. and one before the halloween party when she was in the questioning room with kaden the interrogation room the questioning room oh yeah i'm not sorry my dad's not a sheriff (laughs) okay and um She's in the interrogation room and she realizes when all the the times of when all these like oh, sacrifices yeah. happen. No, not even the yeah, the times. And that they line up with like pagan holidays because pagan holidays or pagan like days of celebration, whatever, line up with like solstices, mm-hmm. beginnings of the months. They're not like based on like religious stuff. It's more seasons is what paganism really is. And so she realizes that all these sacrifices happen. She like connects around. the dots in the interrogation. Room yeah, and she's, and like, she's oh, like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my god! The next big thing is going to be on Halloween." Mm-hmm. So then, and didn't they discover the location too? Like, if you had connected all the dots, it made like a that was a different point. Oh, so sorry. that happened. She told Graham about, it, so they were really, really suspicious about like when that was going to. happen. They knew exactly when it was going to happen. They didn't know where it was going to happen at this yeah. point. Yeah. So then. She's back at her, like, shop with Hetty mm-hmm. and stuff, and she has this map, and she starts plotting out where all of the sacrifices were, mm-hmm. and it makes a pentagram. Mm-hmm. And the last spot in the pentagram is this old cemetery that isn't really touristy anymore. Mm-mm. That's the fifth spot. So she knows where now, but mm-hmm. she didn't really say anything to anyone. Mm-mm. And Hetty walks in. It's like, hey, what you doing? And she, like, hides it. And Hetty's like, whatever. Like, you know, because that's Hetty. And then whatever. So, like, following, following is before this Halloween party that mm-hmm. Flo throws every year. Yeah. but And they moved it up so that she could attend. Yeah. So, she they threw up, like, a week or two. Yeah. And they got Graham's um, twin brothers watching her. Because, like I said, Graham's up doing the emerald thing. Graham's He's got younger twin brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Twin brothers. Oh, yeah. I guess I worded that weird. Just, um, just to clarify. Yeah, he's trying to get this. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get the emerald. And they're having a Halloween party. She closes up. She's like, Hattie, you sure you don't want to come? Hattie's like, no. I've got other shit to do. And we're like, mm, okay, Hattie. And then um, they go and they get fucking bombarded by the Irish mob. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. On the way to the Halloween party, they get bam, am, bamboozled by the Irish mob. And they start fighting. And then um, Gwen runs away to try and hide from this big giant 
Irish man that's chasing her. Oh, you're yeah. totally confusing me here. That wasn't before the part. Was that? Yeah, it was. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes, she leaves the shop, and the twin brothers are her product- protection detail. Yeah. And that's when the Irish attack them is on the Yeah, street. and then she runs back to the shop. And she, for yeah, protection. Yeah, because the brothers told her to leave because they were kind of, not like losing the fight, but they couldn't protect her while she was standing Because there are too many Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Irish. No, I'm kidding. I'm, hey. I'm very Irish. I'm my, very Irish. My grandma's a redhead. But that doesn't okay. <laughs> She's 100%. She's 100% Irish. Anyway, she runs back to the shop. She goes in the shop, and there's like a cloak person in there, but it's small. And she's like, Hetty. And it's Hetty. It's Hetty. She's got it's no not, makeup but on. It's not, it's not Hetty. And she blows powder, and she's like, oh shit, not again. <laughs> hey, here we go again. She she wakes up, and she's. This one's a bit more serious than last time. She's though. on an altar. She's like, on like, quite, a, like, like, and she's paralyzed. Yeah, homie can't move. Mm-mm, not like, not at all. And we find out Hetty, Hetty was a heretic. heretic the whole time. She was a bad witch. She was an evil, evil, evil witch. Wanted to kill just her. Getting in Gwendolyn's good graces. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, um, that was me that killed the goat behind the thing. Yeah, um, that was your, me that killed your neighbor. Your neighbor, yeah, because she was getting, she's annoying me. And we had me. to move the ceremony up because you figured it out. So this will just have to do. Yeah, and you knew where this could be anyway. So you're looking at the map, <gasps> bitch. And then you know who shows up? <laughs> Graham Gray. The Graham Coven. No, 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 no. Before you're that, gonna you're gonna have yourself. Oh, the octogenarians. Graves, octogenarians. The the coven, the old lady coven shows yeah. up. But like Gwen can't move and she's like crying and then she hears like she can't see what's happening because she's paralyzed. She can't move her head. She can't turn her head. She can't no. do shit. So and then she like hears a bunch of the ladies getting like thumped on the head and she's like so nervous that they're like all dying. Yeah. And then Hattie starts like drawing like what's her face? Gwen gets up. She's like has this willpower. She's like, I have to help them. Like I I can't die. Yeah. I'm not dying. And she gets she like Yeah, she like uses the power. Up. Oh yeah, the old ladies gave her a necklace for protection. Um whatever goodie it was. That was the OG wish in the Salem trials. Um yeah, so she like basically like gets up and like basically like takes this bone that the old ladies gave her and like slashes Hetty with it. So Hetty like backs away for half a minute. Then she starts like she fell off the altar. She starts fucking like crawling. Like I can only imagine how creepy that looked. Uh, I'm I'm just like thinking like an army crawl, some sort of crawl. It's my ice machine. Mm. Crawls, starts to crawl away, and then like she's not going that fast. And then Hattie's like, "Get her! Are you guys fucking nuts? Like, go get her! You get her, put her back on the altar." Hattie's got a fucking knife yeah. and is drawing it down like her body. Yeah, pressing it into her, and she's about to stab her in the heart. She's chanting some weird stuff. Yeah, and then. You Not hear, yeah, Graham Graves shows up, and he's on Gwendolyn. That's the end of the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Next chapter, it's the end of the book, actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's how it ends. The end. Um, no, he shoots Hetty in the shoulder. Yeah, and she's like, "You bitch." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and basically, all his Graves men show up. The twins show up. His yeah, other people watchers. show up. His team shows up to save Gwendolyn. Yeah, and save the old ladies. And the old ladies, too, yeah. And Gwendolyn says, like, the whole time when she thought she was going to die, she's like, I can't believe I never said I love you to him. Yeah. It's like her dying thing. was yeah. like, I can't believe. And then he shows up, but she doesn't say it yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, um, you know, whenever they're at the house and stuff, you know, flash forward after this whole traumatic experience. And he says, I love you first. 
know. He has this whole spiel. I know. He's like, I'm going to say it again. I love you again. And then and then she finally said it back. I love you. I, I think I've always loved you. I never stopped loving you. That was her thing. And I yeah. was like, you know what? I love that. Because even though she built up these walls and she didn't let him in, she still loved him deep down. And then he called her firecracker. Oh, <gasps> we didn't even discuss that, though. So, okay, when he, like, pissed her off three years ago... She did not think that he recognized her as yeah, Firecracker. Yeah, and they never really talked they about it. They never discussed it. Even once they were, like, re-getting to know each other, he never called her Firecracker. They never discussed it. He called her Glinda. He called her Gwendolyn. Like, he did not call her Firecracker. And when he admitted that he loved her, he called her Firecracker. And she was like, oh, you remember? Of course I remembered. I and remember he was like, everything. I always remembered you. It was so cute. It was so cute. I'm happy they brought that back because at first I was like, there's no way yeah, they can. Yeah, we kind of forgot about it. Like, they just kind of left it. Because I remember when he was like, name five things you know about me. And she said like, she oh, you have to. wanted like- to. No, she said you were a lifeguard. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he was, was like, like, surprised. So that's what the- she threw us off with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the book ends with her in the shop with all her close friends. And then this bitch shows up. And it's in the epilogue. This girl yeah. shows up, not bitch. Yeah, it's like a random bitch. girl. She's looking to fill a position. And they're that like, Hetty oh, yeah, had. we need a new bar- bar- uh, like barista. She's like, actually, I'm here about the psychic position. And her yeah. name's Imogen? Yeah. Yeah. So the next book. But is- I don't really like that. Like what? Who it's who the main character is. Caden. It's the detective. It's Detective Hightower. Very interesting. I know. I'm, and you yeah. can tell that like when Imogen like comes in, she like hates cops. So I think it's gonna be like a whole thing like with cops. That's gonna be a I'm used to lovers and I'm gonna or. eat that. Up. Yeah. But back to Gwen and Graham. This is just such a good book. Like, if you love like a fun banter, a possessive man, a hot man, he falls first, <laughs> touch her, you die, with a lot of subplots happening. I mean, it's just I, I, I think this is the first time I've ever read a book by this author. I don't know if this is her f- first. Book no, it ever... says she's an international bestseller. So. Okay, I was gonna say she. I've never is, read anything by her though. Neither have I, but I'm fully obsessed, and I would leave. I would read almost anything she released now. yeah her writing style was literally amazing so good i mean gwen as a character was outstanding and her development did we get any characters in his point of view i can't remember he did not have a point of view i don't think so but i don't i didn't and i love dual po- point of view i kind of hate when i never get it but i didn't miss it because it was just so well written in this yeah, one no, like it was so good it was so well written mm-hmm no, this book was so good, and I can't wait for the next one to come out. Mm-hmm. We 100%. probably will be covering that because it's so good. Yeah, so if you have any thoughts on this book, please, you know, like it. Um, we do have an Instagram page called Books and Spirits Podcast. Give that a like. Give that a follow. Comment what you think about the book because it's very good. You know, follow Julie Johnson. Please read this book. Yeah. I loved it. It is it is fire. It's such a good read. Especially like we're getting into the fall vibes now. There's not really a better time. Like no. go for it. Go get a apple cider and a donut and read this book. Yeah. Bad luck Humble term. Julie latte. Johnson. Yeah. Just right. kiss. All right, guys. I think that's all we have for you. That's all we have for you. We don't. We know what the next book is going to be, but we're not going to announce it quite yet. Maybe we'll hold off a little bit for that one. No, we won't announce it. But we have something very exciting coming up, and we yes. can't wait to share it all with you. Yes. I think this is going to be Hannah's passion project. So. <laughs> this whole podcast is my passion project. True. <laughs> True. 
All right. um, Stay tuned. Thanks Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.